Welcome to the Worlds Apart podcast. I'm Crystal Yoon. And I'm Namsha Gosha. And we are two girls who really couldn't be more worlds apart, whether it's life stages or culture or the great tea versus coffee debate. But what brings us together is our faith as well as our friendship. So join us as we talk about our different perspectives on current events all the way down to the Enneagram. Welcome back to the Worlds Apart podcast. Thanks, guys, for tuning in with us again. This is Chris Yoon. And I'm Namsha Gojo. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Another week, another topic of discussion. Today, we are going to be talking about influencers. Who are influencers? What are influencers? Is that a thing? Um, and, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. And because we're talking about a topic that neither one of us are experts on, not like we've been experts on reality TV, um, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we brought in, we brought in an expert in the field. So today joining us is Tanil Taylor. She's a communications consultant and director of Spotlight PR. Welcome Tanil. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I love what you guys are doing with the podcast, so it's really cool for me to join you today. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. Uh, not only is Tanil an expert in this industry, but she's also a very good friend of both of us. It's just fun to have friends on our podcast. How cool is that? Yay! <laughs> it's very cool. I have known Nemi and Chris since 2006 which is almost 14 years ago now. Wow. I can't believe that time goes so quick. <laughs> uh, we met through campus outreach at the University of Johannesburg. Um, and so, yeah, we've really just been friends ever since that. And I had the opportunity to visit Nami in Brazil last year to see what she was up to. It was really, really cool. That was fun. That, that was so, one of the, so cool. That was probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life. I love those things. Those are life experiences you never forget. True. Yeah. And I was at Chris's wedding. I played the piano. Do you remember that, Chris? <laughs> That's true. That is true. I walked down the aisle to Tanil's tunes on the piano. That's cool. Yeah. Without you. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> okay, so let's jump right into it. Um, so I really am interested in this world of influencers and influencing. And I think it's actually global, a global, not phenomenon, but definitely a global um, part of society, whether we realize it or not. Um, So we just want to jump in and talk a little bit about um, historically, where did this come from? Uh, And then, and then kind of how we see it happening today. Honestly, like, so as you're saying, it's kind of something that feels like this word gets thrown around a lot in today's day and age. So influences influencing. I'll be up front, up off the bat. Mm. So I'm a little bit of a skeptic when it comes to this whole like influencer thing, just because it feels like any Tom, Dick and Harry can be an influencer these days. Um, you know, like, and, and so when I think about it historically, the people that I would say influenced me were people that either had accomplished something in a field that I was interested in, or, you know, then celebrities became more influencers and that kind of thing. Um, but I feel like 
I don't, I don't know if I like the new or I'm comfortable maybe with the new age of what it means to be an influencer. And so it's cool to have Tanil on here because maybe you can give us a little bit of insight and like, what is this industry? Like, how does it work? Um, and, and who are all influencers and, and what qualifies somebody to be an influencer? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, just to go back to what you were saying, I don't think influence uh, or influencer is a new concept. It has been around pretty much since the beginning of civilization. Um, and back then, you know, the influencers were kind of the religious leaders or the political leaders of the day. Um, and really all that has changed is the medium of influence. So it's, it then moved into print, um, radio broadcast, television. And of course, like you're saying today, we really see an explosion of influencers because of social media and the accessibility of smartphones and the internet. Yeah. So it is a bit scary, as you say, because there isn't really a criteria for what makes you an influencer other than the amount of followers that you have to a large extent. Mm. Um, in the marketing industry, especially, um, people kind of look for experts in, in different fields, whether that's beauty, technology, travel, um, basically any topic that a brand is trying to sell or talk about. But those influencers don't necessarily have to have some kind of qualification. It's more about the kind of content that they put out um, and their authenticity in relation to a brand. Mm. So if they're endorsing an athletic product, you know, is that, do they actually live an active lifestyle? Is that something that is authentic to them? Um, or not. So that's really what companies and brands look at when they're looking for influencers. So on that, Sunil, how much are people really following somebody because of the followers or the image they produce? And how much are people following it because of the authenticity of there? Is there more um, one, one or the other? Like is one more attractive to people generally or is it kind of 50-50? Mm, I think initially when we saw the boom of social media influences, it was very much about how many followers you had. Uh, but I think now because, you know, the market is so saturated, people are looking more for the niche influencer, the micro influencer, the person who is more authentic um, and more relatable perhaps to, to the consumer. So you're still going to have celebrities who have, verified accounts across social media and have their huge followings just because they have a global audience. But I think for the everyday kind of influencer, it's more about, are you putting out good content? Are you engaging with your followers? Because it's one thing to just post content. Um, and it's another thing to actually ask questions and engage in an online conversation, which is really what people are looking for. Yeah. I think when we look at influencers, we're looking for someone who can give advice or positivity and, you know, it's not just about consuming that from them. It's also about interacting in a conversation um, either with the influencer or with some of the other followers. Mm. So it's really about that mm. online connection. Yeah. And I think that makes more sense to me when I think about, um, you know, even the way that people believe things nowadays. So when we we're when I was staying in Brazil, like um, advertising and that kind of thing wasn't something that people really gravitated to more. The best way to kind of get your product out was word of mouth. And it's a, it's the whole like, okay, it's actually a personal connection with somebody that I know and trust. And so I guess, that, you know, now that I'm just thinking of the things that you're saying, 
maybe the reason why the influencing world is as it is and it's more individual and personal is because people are gravitating to more wow this person feels like a friend to me and if they say that it works then it must work as opposed to kind of the mm. big advertising celebrity this is a promo situation right yeah. so if we want to um we want to know what that brand of dress somebody's wearing is then we can go and find out what that celebrity's wearing on their page but if i want to know what a good sourdough starter recipe is say for sourdough bread um, I can just ask my followers on my Instagram and I'm getting a slew of answers that are applicable to me today. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and I think an interesting stat to look at um, that was put out by a global social media management agency is that in the last three months, a so quarter four of 2019, the, the use of the hashtag ad, AD, grew by 90% across the board. Um, and that really came in because influencers were then, um, I wouldn't say forced, but um, they brought in uh, some legal parameters around ambassadorships and sponsors um, where influencers actually have to declare if something is an advertisement mm. and if they're being paid to endorse a product. Um, and I think that's what you're kind of saying, Chris, is that consumers also need to be able to differentiate between when someone is being paid to promote something mm. um, versus where it's just something that they're interested in or that they have a skill in that they want to share. Um, and I think that's really also created a bit of a shift between advertising side of the industry and the actual who are the influencers who, who are more natural and authentic mm. in that space. What I've noticed and seen even is like what you're what people are gener generally looking for um, and where this growth of micro-influencers has come from is that authenticity, that connection point. Yeah. They want a real connection. So they're going to go to like the sponsored websites or the sponsored Instagram accounts or whatever for, um, for the, some, some product. But for the real life stuff, mm. and does it really work for you? They're going to go check out their friends page um, that they follow about um, like the paleo lifestyle, or I follow people, um, in that, in that realm. Um, I like minimalist Baker. She's got a slew of stuff across the board of health, healthy cooking, and it's all very doable and she's very relatable. Um, I follow people in the essential oil world cause I am big into that stuff. So, but it's, again, it's, I'm attracted to those people who are living authentically and using these things to help better their yeah. life. It's almost like we've done word of mouth, but now digitally, like it's a virtual word, word of mouth. Yep. That's basically exactly. what it is, which makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, you know, I said I was a bit skeptical about it initially, <laughs> um, yeah. but I think yeah. like, if I can think about it that way, that helps to change my worldview to not just reject a lot of these influences. <laughs> So my question is for you, Tanil, like how do you think people or how does the industry regulate where we have influencers who are maybe not qualified to actually speak about what it is that they're speaking about, especially in the world of health? Yeah, so I think with social media specifically, um, a lot of the industry is peer regulated. Um, so you can report a post that you think is fake or that is harmful. 
Um, and I know that a lot of the platforms take those very seriously and, and they've been known to ban harmful content. Um, what I would say to people though is that you have to do your research, especially if it is something like health um, or matters that really can impact your life in a big way. Um, you can't just accept because someone is posting on social media that that um, information is correct. You really have to do a little bit more research into that person or that organization. Um, look for reviews on the web. Look at if they've appeared in any other media platforms. Have they been interviewed um, by a third party journalist who would add to their credibility? Um, so I think. Yeah, it's kind of not just accepting everything at face value. And I think that's the difficulty with the internet in general is that there's so many people who are maybe putting out false information, whether they're doing that intentionally or not, um, that you really have to be a lot more savvy with things like that. Um, and I think at the end of the day, especially with things related to health, your best port of call is going to an actual doctor. Um, and then if you're mm. looking at dieting kind of things, maybe also compare different sites or different influences and see if they're saying the same thing or not. Yeah. I mean, especially with um, the whole hand sanitizer thing, when COVID first started um, in the essential oil world, there were so many people posting so many things that were just dangerous and like not true and unfounded. And, um, and so and in my own personal platform, I was posting stuff from doctors and the who, that talked about actually this is what we do know and this is what you can use. Yeah. I think that's where we have to be really wise in, in evaluating what we're seeing, um, how we're taking it in and the legitimacy of it and the authenticity of it. Um, so I like how you hit on that to I think what draws us to influencers. Um, so just moving on to that, mm. they, people who aspire to something, they're either doing something that we, we ourselves are doing or we want to be doing influencers um, in TikTok, that's like a huge thing now that's just blown up. Yeah. Um, there's influencers in, in cooking, in, um, in sewing, in graphic art, um, in watercolors. I mean, across the board, when I'm looking for an influencer to follow in a specific area, I'm generally looking for somebody um, that, that I'm inspired by, by their content um, and then visually as well, what I see on there. Um, but yeah, but then also that there's an authentic side because we don't all have perfect days, you know, now more than ever, people want to see how are you handling COVID? You know, it's that connection point again. Okay. I want to know how is this person that I follow handling a lockdown and how are they doing emotionally and mentally and spiritually and physically? Um, in their lives. I think that that's another kind of thing we're looking for when we're looking for those influencers. Yeah. All right, guys, I have a question for us. So um, who are you guys following? Who are your guys' influencers? And what drew, drew you to these people? So, you know, we're talking about this all aspiring to something. So for me, as a small business owner, that's probably the one area that I look for influencers or mentors in. Um, so either platforms or people who have their own businesses give out advice for businesses, specifically women in business. Um, so that's definitely a big aspect that I look into. Um, a lot of my job is also working with athletes. Um, and so being up to date with sports and looking at what some of the top athletes in the world are doing is very important for me to be relevant. 
Um, yeah, and then just personally, a lot of um, inspirational or motivational kind of things like Enneagram Ashton and just uh, love her. Pers personal development. Yeah, kind of, you know, just having those. I love word porn because yeah. <laughs> quotes, yeah. that kind of thing, just, you know, to keep me inspired and motivated. So those are the kind of things that I look at. Oh, and comedians, if I could add that. Trevor That's Noah. True. Skulk Besedanos is hilarious. He has lockdown videos every morning. They literally keep me going. So comedy at a time like this is, is definitely worth yeah, following. Yeah, I, I feel good about that because I was trying to think like, oh man, I feel like everyone that I follow is, is either a musician or an artist or a comedian. So Coconut Calls is really funny. She's one of the people that I follow that uh, gives me a laugh or two and you know, obviously Trevor Noah is somebody that I would follow. Um, but I do. I love the Enneagram. I, I follow a lot of, like, Enneagram and coffee. Uh, <laughs> you told me yeah. about that one. And then, like, you know, um, you know, we mentioned things from the religious sector, but there's something called the Gospel Coalition, which is kind of like different people and their point of views about the Bible and God. Other than that, though, personally, like, I don't – I'm a little bit wary to follow just, just anybody that's talking on um, – on on exercise or like I'm very specific about who it is that I'm going to trust and so my list is very short of influences actually now that I think about it <laughs> what about you Chris um definitely some of those there are there's some overlap there in the Enneagram world um for me as well big fans um I also like Gospel Coalition and there's another one Desiring God they have a lot of really great inspirational and motivational quotes from different people um, throughout the week. And that often gets me thinking. Um, I do like, I'm a sucker for like a pretty picture. So if I see something very artistically, aesthetically pleasing, I'm going to typically find more of those. Um, a really cool hint, a, like tip in Instagram is if you go into like the search, the little search uh, magnifying glass icon, it'll pull up like all these top people that Instagram has said, oh, you're doing lots of things. So the, the algorithm um, yeah. pulls it up to the top. And so you get like all these influxes of different things that you're already interested in and people who are producing content in that arena, um, which is a really cool way to kind of, um, in a somewhat safe way, I would say, uh, just kind of investigate what else is out there that's already similar to what you like. So I have found other like, as I said, minimalist baker. I'm a big fan of hers. Um, and then in the essential oil world, um, I like to follow educated oilers, um, doctor oilers, because I feel like they really know what they're talking about. It's not like somebody in the basement <laughs> mixing up stuff. It's these like <laughs> medically trained individuals um, because I really like information. And yeah. also since COVID actually, um, I'm following Upworthy um, Leap Mag and Global Citizen, and they're all producing really positive, yeah. affirmative content. Um, whether it's like Global Citizen's got like daily and weekly, um, yeah, I've been happening enjoying right that. now to raise money mm -hmm. and awareness. I'm loving those home concerts, and Upworthy um, and Leap Mag are like posting medical breakthroughs and just like how people are banding together and connecting during this crisis. Um, and so that stuff is really, I like things that encourage me and build me up. Um, so po very positive leaning um, 
accounts like that. Yeah, I definitely have enjoyed like the global connection that Global Citizen has been trying to do. Like that's been really, it's cool to feel like you're part of something bigger. Yeah. So you see, Nami, you see here, can I tell you something? And you are not the only, you, you are a microcosm, cosmic example that you are following and are influenced by more people than you realize. And I would have never said so. Like, I'd be like, I don't know. But, but it is. And I think it's the fear. For me, the biggest thing of, about it is the fear of what's influencing me. Like, I, you know, and, and so I almost can't see the positive mm. aspects of it because I'm so, like, honed down on who's in my brain that I don't know they're in there <laughs> and what are they saying to me and how is that impacting me? And so, you know, I'm, on, I'm kind of, like, more on the side of I just want to stay clear of it. But that's ridiculous because you can't stay clear of it. Somebody is influencing you no matter whether whether you're willing to admit it or you're not willing to admit it. There's somebody that's having an impact on the way that I'm living my life. And so even as you guys say this, I'm like, my heart starts feeling a little bit like, okay, this is not this is not so crazy. I actually, there is people out there, there is good content. Um, so maybe the question then becomes like, how can we be uh, better at identifying what are the positive influences and what are negative influences and then be smart about who we let in our brains. Definitely. I think positive influencers, signs of positive influencers are those that are, it's, it's like we've been saying, um, people who are doing something similar to what you're doing or want what you want to do. So they're pushing you to be um, better in that area, um, achieving something. Uh, producing something, people who are relatable and authentic, that is huge because where initially it was people could just throw content out there, like we were saying with reality TV last week. But now, even in this influencing world, like we don't want you just throwing content at us. We want to know, are you doing it? Is it working for you? People we can learn something from um, so that we can connect with and learn something from people who are goal oriented. So whether it's like doing better at, um, you know, zero waste living or um, learning, like being a better runner or being a better artist. Um, there's so many ways you can learn through these mediums and people can teach you. Um, and then it just broadens our horizon. It helps us interact with people we never would have interacted yes. with otherwise. I mean, I literally had a woman who I don't know from Eve, so to speak, come drop off a sourdough starter at my house because there was no yeast in the shop. And I posted about it and she was like, I've got a sourdough starter. I'm dropping That's it off. Crazy. Like, okay. <laughs> wow. So it's just that, that connection. People feel that can, they want that connection. They feel that connectivity and it's producing these beautiful things. Yeah, um, just as you guys were chatting, I was thinking also, you know, from a business point of view, it can open up uh, new client bases or new um, connections mm. to other suppliers or people in your field that you could work with and partner up with. Um, so I definitely think, especially for small businesses, it's definitely a huge tool um, to market your business um, and vice versa to to get inspiration from other businesses. Yeah, start like a bit of a collab. Yeah, yeah. Definitely sharing ideas kind of, I think a lot of people are doing it now. Like how do you work from home? What's kind of the best way to set a routine and be productive? Um, and yeah, so I think definitely a lot of that kind of 
um, information that can be shared is really positive. And then I think maybe maybe then the question then after that is like, what are the things that we need to be aware of? What do we need to be able to protect ourselves from? And Chris, you kind of had some thoughts on that. Yeah, I think like the the ones we see out there that are like, there's a false standard that is being produced or like for the mom who's like, up every day before the crack of dawn, her three kids are still sleeping and she's managed to like do her hair in, a, in an immaculate way and do all the makeup and look stunning. And you're like, you had a baby eight <laughs> weeks ago. How is this possible? Because that doesn't feel real. It's not helpful. It creates pressure. Um, I think that's, that's something to be aware. If a, somebody you're following is, if you feel anxiety or pressure after you've looked at their page, let that be a yeah. bit of a red flag. Yeah, and in this day and age with all these filters and like all of our things are in social media, that's where a lot of my skepticism comes from. It's kind of like being being trapped in something like that. And so, yeah, that is, I think that's a good indicator. Like if it's making me feel a certain way, it's probably not authentic and it's probably not relatable. Yeah. Um, and that's the joy of social media is that you can immediately unfollow those kind of influences. <laughs> So I think, yeah, it's really knowing yourself, like you said, Chris, and knowing if something makes you feel a certain way that's not positive or helpful um, to rather opt out of that. And again, just going back to really checking the source mm -hmm. of, of what people are saying. Um, and if you see after a while that they're not really credible or they're not kind of true to what they say they are, then yeah, once again, you can really unfollow. unfollow. <laughs> Just as simple as that. Thank you. <laughs> Real Which is quick. great. Click of a button. Which is oh. great. So here's the thing, guys. We are all actually influencers. We are influencing people. If you are on any kind of social media platform, um, even listening to this yeah. podcast that, that you have, you are an influencer, you have an influence in the world, your voice matters. Um, and so then it matters what you produce and what you share with the world. And that is going to impact somebody out there. There's a definite need for a filter. So this world has opened us up to more touches and conversations and connection points with people, but they're not... Um, truly, deeply authentic because I don't have a personal relationship with <laughs> J-Lo. Um, maybe I would like to one day possibly learn some of her dance moves, but um, I don't know her. And so for me to assume we are best friends because I am her Instagram friend is not realistic and not helpful. So in this world of influencers, of being an influencer, because you are influencing people and then being influenced, I think like really I've got to check myself often. Who am I authentically connected to in this world? Who really knows me personally and deeply? Because what we're looking for is that deeper connection and it is not found broadly um, on, yeah. on those platforms. Yeah, I think – most importantly, you want to ask yourself, is this helpful and is this kind? Mm. And I think we've seen mm. so many examples of celebrities and brands that have got it wrong. And um, even just everyday people who have maybe made racist or um, misogynistic comments online um, and they've ended up in court and actually 
having really huge legal action taken against them because they maybe said something in the heat of a moment or being angry at something um, and then posting that online for everyone to see. So I think, like you said, Chris, really making the differentiation between your offline circle of influence and your online circle of influence. And just remembering that whatever you put online is going to be there forever. Even if you delete a tweet, someone can screenshot that um, before you've had a chance to delete it and then it lives forever. So you really have to be conscious about what you're putting up. And I think sometimes people can get caught up in the speed of social media and feel like you have to be posting on the minute as something happens. Um, and you have to be really careful with that to make sure that you're filtering what mm -hmm. you're saying um, before you just, <laughs> you know, put out an opinion that isn't helpful, that isn't kind to, to certain people. Wow, that's big. We talk a lot in our house about being salt and light to the world around us. And um, we really want to like live in a way that is attractive and asks people, wait, wait, I like that. Why are you, why do you do that that way? Or just gets people to engage us on, on a deeper level. So um, a question I often ask myself before I post anything on social media. So if you ever follow me or see any of my stuff, um, I am really, really careful about what I put out there. And um, because of what Tanil is sharing, like it has mm -hmm. a lasting impact. And if what I am going to post is not, is not me being salt and light to the world, um, then I'm not going to post it. I'm going to rather go share my angry rant with close friends on Marco Polo <laughs> who, you know, they're there to love me and correct me when yeah, I am no, in the wrong. Good. As a final word on this whole discussion of influencers, I would just like to remind us of Peter Parker's uncle's words to him with great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. So let's be responsible as influencers. Awesome. Indeed. Yeah. Well, thanks guys so much for um, helping me at least clear up my mind about this idea of influences. And um, thank you guys for helping me in that. You guys were my influences today. So I really I appreciate it. I'm not so freaked out about it as I was when we first entered this conversation. Um, and I actually wanted to also say, Chris, that one up on me, our first guest on our podcast enjoys tea more than she does coffee. So, Neil, please share with us what kind of <laughs> what? Please share with us what kind of tea do you actually enjoy? I do. I do like normal black salon five roses tea That's with right. milk, no sugar. I'm trying to get that on the whole. That is true. That's a true story. Yeah, it's been like that since yeah. forever. I I really since I try to I tried to drink coffee, but the closest I can get is like a red cappuccino, <laughs> a red latte. <laughs> so I just wanted to be one up. So then I pretend like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Chris, I gotta go with Nams on that one. It. That's okay. Now I have to like find a guest speaker. Sometimes <laughs> it's like more of a coffee, and you can like go on a random. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. but um, but please join us again next week. We are finally going to be speaking about the Enneagram. I think we've said it a gazillion time on all of our different posts. <laughs> but Holla. finally, we will be speaking about it. As you know, Chris and I are both sevens. Tanil, what are you on the Enneagram? I'm a okay. nine. A yeah. nine. A nine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It has its pros and cons. <laughs>
So I'm excited to hear what you guys say cool. about it. Well, we'll definitely be talking about more about that next week. Um, if you don't know what those numbers mean, don't worry. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at worldsapartpodcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram page. So make sure to look out for us at, at the Worlds Apart Podcast. Well, speak to you again soon. And uh, thank you and have a good week.